Hi, friends. I'm Chandra Sanchez. And I'm Misha Lazera. And you're listening to Bandwives. your morning you have a, a new a new background you're are you home yeah this is my home office so I had to like um take this like little pom-pom I should show you it's like a, this cute little pom-pom string and I like tied it around my office doors like MacGyver so the kids <laughs> would pull them open it probably won't we'll probably be like louder and crazier now but um we'll see how it goes oh I kind of secretly hope they come in so I can see them oh <laughs> yeah It'll be fine. So we, um, we, you know, when we woke up, she's like, I really want to take a bath. And I was like, okay, but I don't have a lot of time. You know, we woke up like, you know, 745 or something sleeping in for sure for us. And so she's in the bath for like an hour. And I'm like, Sylvie, <laughs> Chandra's waiting for me. It's my kind of girl. Yeah. Morning baths are so underrated, mm-hmm. especially like rainy morning baths. And you're just like, oh, glorious. The steam coming into the room oh, yeah. so that's where we're at uh, well that's exciting what do you have on your agenda this week what are you juggling so everything's back in full swing so I'm pulling up all my syllabi and getting them updated and getting all the um, assignments on canvas which is the system we use you know all that kind of tedious stuff and I've been um, editing my novel which has been really fun kind of like ironing it out and reconfiguring it where needed. And so it feels, it's great. I love writing. What about you? What are you juggling? Same this week. We So we start getting into the art for the new series that we're working on, which will be the end of uh, the Emory War series. Um, hopefully we'll get a release date on the calendar soon. It's just been such a long time coming and trying to get this this series right amidst all the other things going on so I'm feeling really excited that it's almost there and tangible so Claude and I will iron some stuff out on that this week and going to Florida for a quick little jaunt maybe I'll write on the plane who knows write your novel yeah yes yeah the first half (laughs) work on our project our super secret project there's so many things I get I get choice paralysis sometimes Mm. from it like me too having all the documents on your computer and just being like, Ooh, let's roulette it and see which one I'm going to do today. Yeah. And then I'm always like, well, I should just write my newsletter, which is kind of like that quick fix for me. Cause then it's easy and it comes and goes, but I know I've, it, I sometimes use it for that purpose, which maybe is fine. You know, the process is messy. It's true. It's really true. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Because sometimes I'll be like, maybe I'll start a poem on my phone instead, just to avoid taking my computer out entirely. (laughs) Oh, so I forgot to tell you last week, but I started this show. It's a brand new show. Maybe you've heard of it called Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, I watched that show in college. I've never seen it. I don't know how it like skipped over my life, but... I'm like looking on Netflix. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start this show. And there's 18 seasons. So I will be watching it for the rest of my life. 
But yeah, I'm really hooked, as obviously many people were for 18 seasons. Oh my gosh, it's crazy it's been running so long. I am a quitter, so I will quit something. I'll quit like any book series, any show. I'm, it's like a part of my identity. I don't know why. So when, so, especially when something happens that I'm like, nope, I can no longer abide by this. Yeah. And so in Sons of Anarchy, there's a scene, need not be mentioned, where I'm like, okay, it's gone too far. I can, I just have lost, like I snap and I'm just yeah. like, I lose interest. And so it did happen with Grey's Anatomy. I cannot spoiler alert it. Tell for me, you, is it so. what season is it? Oh, who knows? Like, is it in? <laughs> Yeah, it was already okay. on TV for a while when I was in college, and then I, I bro had a breakup, and then I just like watched it all. Probably oh bought like the DVDs, you know. And so I watched like for a couple seasons, and then something happened, and I was like, "All right, I'm done. I'm out." Honestly, the second episode with the organ harvesting, I was like, "Oh, this is a little hard to watch." Literally, the second episode, I signed up for fun, attractive doctors, <laughs> and I got organ harvesting in the second episode. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. I love the painting you have back there. Thank you. That was like a magical unicorn thrift find from a few years ago. It's one of my favorites. That's so beautiful. Yeah, she's such a grumpy lady. I was like, yeah, this is right. This is right for my house. (laughs) Yeah, I found a magical unicorn horse painting at a thrift store, and it's just so pretty and like color blocked, and I'm like... Just love it. It's my favorite. Yeah. It just adds something too when it's a found object like that. Like anybody could go online and find the perfect thing. We have such ease of access to everything nowadays. So finding something at like a bargain price in the back of a bin in a thrift store is like, I can ride that high for a month, you know? (laughs) It was like six months ago. I'm still, I still am so proud of it. So I totally, Yeah. 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 I feel you. I think I'll introduce you real quick. Great. Where we get to, uh, sometimes we start talking for like 20 minutes and we're like, oh, well, this yeah. is who this is, who you're listening <laughs> to. So we'll just start. Okay. We have Jennifer McElhaney. Did I say that right? Uh, well, I, I kind of take any uh, interpretation of it. Christian says McCallany, the rest of his family says McElhaney. So I don't really know what's right, but that <laughs> sounds as right as any of them. He pronounces it differently than the rest of his family. Yeah, so they went to Ireland when he was like in high school, and it, it's a pretty common name over there, I guess. And he heard it pronounced what he thinks is the correct way, and he was like, "Well, we've obviously been saying it wrong my whole life." So he yeah. just went rogue. Yeah, yeah. See, the Lazeras pronounce. I mean, they don't pronounce it like Italians do, and I don't know why. But you know, just things get shifted. Yeah, over time. Yeah, sure. What Whatever you, you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Choose your destiny. <laughs> Just yeah. make things up. All right. So we're <laughs> introducing Jen, a Florida native from St. Pete specifically, who works as an interior designer for a commercial design and architecture firm based out of Tampa. Jen has been married to Christian for coming up on six years, together almost 11. They have one daughter, June, who is two years old, two dogs, two cats, and not nearly enough home to hold them all. Welcome, Jen. Thank you. I'm so happy to to be here. Thanks for asking me to come on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being flexible as well. 
Not a problem. <laughs> I woke up this morning and I was like, I have like a sniffle, you know, like you could just kind of feel the thing. And I'm like, come on, come on, universe. Like, what is this season? Everything's getting packed around right now. June keeps bringing home every virus from daycare. And it's just like, I'm taking ACF and vitamin C and vitamin D and all of these things to try and deflect. And it only works about half the time. Yeah. The small pleasures of adult life, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, what are you juggling this week? This week, I'm I'm back in uh, in the studio in my office after a couple of weeks off. And Christian's whole family was here for like two and a half weeks, which was great. But we're just kind of settling back into our everyday routine this week. There's there's always a little bit of whiplash at the end of the holidays, I think. So, um, but just trying to get back into the everyday swing, I guess. Do you look forward to getting back into a groove or do you flourish when there's no structure? No, I absolutely <laughs> kind of fall apart when there's no structure. I hate plans changing. So kind of having that much time off around the holidays and, and not being on any kind of schedule kind of makes me fancy. Um, I like getting back into my predictable flow. That's where I really thrive. <laughs> yeah. You guys too? Yeah, it's hard. It's always nice to have the reset, right? And like to get, pull back and like kind of let things unravel so you can re-ravel them how you, how maybe in a new way, a little bit cleaner. Yeah. Nicely put, Nisha. I love that. Definitely. But I'm happy to be back to schedules. I really liked my chaotic lifestyle until I had a child. And then I'm like, okay, now I see why. Now I see why we need a plan. Yeah. Like a, a, an agenda and a structure. Well, and like Sylvie was crying to go back to school and June is in, she's in like school, right? Yeah. We call it yeah. school, but daycare, you know, <laughs> at that age. Yeah. So it's like hard when she was like crying to go back. So she was ready too. Yeah. June asks for her friends. Like at the end of the weekend, she's like, go friends. Wanna, can I get out of here? Yeah, it's really <laughs> yeah. sweet. June is such a sweet name. Thanks. I love little girl names, like classic timeless little girl names. I like the classic names a lot. And, and Christian likes more of like Gaelic names, which are beautiful, but they're like hard to spell, you know? Yeah. And, and I think uh, June Carter Cash sold him on June. And her middle name is Holiday, which is a family name on my side, but Billy Holiday. Oh I have music on my side. So if I can like, you know, tint it that way, it's an easy sell. Christian kind of reminds me of like Tucker, who, who has a lot of connections on this show. And Christian does too, because I feel like Christian plays in like four bands. Is that right? Three. But Three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But if you count, you know, singing with June in the bathtub, that's four. So. <laughs> that's four. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So what is something that listeners would be surprised to hear about your life? I thought about this for a long time. It's hard to answer these kind of questions about yourself, right? But maybe, and I think this is pretty common with creative careers, maybe that uh, my my path to what I'm doing now was not sort of an A to B. There's a lot of like loops and turns in there. and. Um, I originally was in school for a lot of things, but the, the longest stint that I did um, was I was on the road to be an orthodontist. So I was a biomedical science major and kind of like dual enrolled doing or trying to do dental hygiene. And I was a few years into that path when I got some 
kind of bad advice from an academic advisor that, yeah, kind of screwed my chances of getting into this dental hygiene program that only started once a year. And so I kind of had to take a step back and be like, well, I've exhausted all my electives. Do I just take a year off of school or longer than that and do the stereotypical thing where I just kind of like signed myself for a few years. So that's what I did and then settled on going back to art school at 27, basically. And it's kind of the best thing that's ever happened to me because, you know, I, I really wouldn't trade where I'm at now for anything. And like I said, I think that's pretty common. You know, you're you're raised with this idea of like you go to school for these kinds of things and you do these kinds of majors and then you get a little older and you're like, oh, I can I can do art. That's cool. You know, I can write or I can play music or whatever that might be. Um, so, yeah, maybe it's not that surprising, but people are surprised when when I tell that story, I think, at least. Well, it's it kind of like orthodontistry, <laughs> orthodontics and and our, like design seem opposite but maybe um it's a hard left so it's interesting yeah Yeah. did do you still wonder if you could have been an orthodontist or do you feel like it was just that idea of a good job would have liked it I I do think I would have liked it it was kind of a kind of a pure reason I you know I had braces when I was little just like most of us did and and I really I wanted to like give kids this confidence and these beautiful smiles and so that you know the passion was there but I think I also kind of had to take a step back and say what do I want out of my life over the next 10 years because I still would have had to apply for another four years of dental school and then another four years of school after that and then you you kind of around 30 I would have been just rolling into a career and I knew that I wanted a a family and kids. And and I was like, I don't know if these things are really lining up as much as I wanted them to. So yeah, taking that few years to reevaluate, I think was, was crucial for me. Yeah. You know, I'm sure people who know you and your success in the career that you've chosen would be surprised that there was any other option, right? Because you, you know, when you see these really creative artistic people, and you think like, oh my God, your life could have been in a lab or it's, it's kind of startling. So it's really cool that you found something um, and it seems like you're really happy. Yeah, I am. Thanks. So in addition to those things, uh, can you give us some background information, things that you're proud of past, present, future? Yeah. Uh, so, so past would probably be that my twenties were pretty wild. Like I said, I went through a bunch of different majors. I shaved half of my hair off. I, you know, I, I tried a bunch of different types of jobs. I, I wasn't afraid to take risks to kind of figure out who I was or where I needed to be. And it made life really fun for a long time. And, and also I feel like I, I allowed myself to have experiences without being afraid of life or what people thought or any of those things, um, which really kind of led me, I think, to where I need to be and everything's you're constantly evolving as a person right but my 20s were just like bing 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 bing. <laughs> every end of this this crazy spectrum that I could have been on and um and so I'm pretty proud that I wasn't afraid to do that um I think present uh you know I've just rolled back into working full-time really in the last few months um 
I had June really at the height of COVID and that threw a wrench into what my plan was to always be this working mom. And it made sense for me to stay home for about a year and a half with her, which was amazing. And, and it was such a gift that I never really saw coming, but I was worried about the dynamic of being really present for her when I was out of the house so much. But now that she's in school, daycare and, and loving that so much, I feel like it, it just kind of was the perfect time for that to happen. But I'm pretty proud that I'm still able to be really present for her and get her ready in the morning and do her hair and, you know, do bedtime every night. That's, that's something that was really important for me. What about future? You know, I think I'm really on a great path professionally right now. The job that I just stepped into a few months ago, I've been eyeing this company for a really long time. And, and it was kind of uh, like the offer that I couldn't refuse, you know, it was like when they come around and offer me a job, I got to I got to jump on it, you know? And so I'm really happy where I'm at. I feel like I've kind of met my people and, and my mentors over the last few years. So I'm really excited to see where that goes. Um, and just kind of proud of the work that I put in to get there. I love the word mentor. I love hearing about mentors. <laughs> I just think it's so important. I can't, I underestimated in, in my line of work how important it is to have that network of mentors and people to like kind of shepherd you through. And so would you say it's similar in design because it can go like, I feel like from design, you can just like in writing and other professions, you can go to school, you can learn the background or you cannot. And so it's like always so manifold the the ways you can get in yeah for sure for sure and um it's it really is such a great moment when you meet that person we were like oh my gosh I have so much to learn from you um I think that that's it's it's just so incredibly important and um you know, the the older I get, I realize that everyone's just kind of figuring it out as they go along and everyone's just doing their best. So, you know, there's this idea of like, fake it till you make it. And there's a lot to be said for just having confidence when you're, you know, newer in an industry, but to, to have that person that you really respect um, and can learn a lot from, it's like, it's so valuable. Yeah. Yeah. I think helping with the human dynamics sometimes, because there's so much that is just unanticipated and anything that you can do to kind of jump through that really gives you such a leg up in life and in your career. And, and in being able to do that then for somebody else and be a mentor to somebody else. And it's awesome. I agree. Nothing really replaces experience, you know, so you can learn the technical things, but, but really finding somebody that their, their background in the field that you're in, you really like respect that and respect their knowledge. It, it's key. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that reminds me of our conversation with Marie Troman, who's a designer as well. She we, we had her on a, a few months back and she was talking about all the um essentially the dirt <laughs> on like how when you're doing design work, you're also like potentially a couples therapist or you're, you know, kind of doing all this other wild emotional labor, yeah. I guess, that you don't expect. And I and that's probably like a whole other piece of the pie. That's kind of uh, one of the big reasons that I didn't really end up in residential design because I, when I was going to school, I was like, I know that I want to be in residential design. It's what I did right out of school. And I was like, man, I don't really like this. It's, it's really tough to create a space that somebody has to live in. It's so deeply personal to them. 
a lot of times you do get that couple dynamic where maybe they don't see eye to eye. That's really challenging. And so I'm, I'm designing offices now essentially, and people don't live in their offices. Yeah. So it's <laughs> yeah. a lot more of like, well, what do you think? What, what, yeah. what do you think should go here? You know? So it ends up being a little more creative than you think. You and Christian have been together for 11 years. And mm-hmm. so you've been through some stuff. He's in three bands and potentially four with your daughter one day. <laughs> and so it's kind of this kind of the question of like, he's been touring on and off with different bands and like kind of picking stuff up. And so what advice do you have while you're building your career, having kids? And so it's whether it's tips, tricks or psychological encouragement, what advice would you give to other band partners through all that? Um, After listening to, you know, different episodes of your podcast, I feel like my answer is not that surprising. It's, it's, you know, the, the leaving is hard. Um, but it's really the return home. That's the bigger adjustment. And I've found, I think that the most helpful thing is, is kind of being aware that I need to step into his headspace a little when he returns as well, you know, cause especially when I was home with June and not working, you know, you're home with a very small baby. It's, I was at my house 90% of the time, basically alone, just kind of talking to this little baby. And so he would come home and I would just kind of like follow him around like a golden retriever, just like, I'm so happy you're home. Right. And it would be a little overwhelming for him. And, and, and he would kind of be like, I just, let me have one second. And I would get offended by that. Yeah. I'm like, I've been alone. And it caused some like, not friction, but we just weren't connecting immediately right away. And, and kind of talking through that, I had to realize that, you know, he loves what he does. You guys know these, these guys absolutely adore what they do. And it's, it's such a passion for them. And, but it's still hard to leave your family. It's hard to leave kids and your wife and, And it's very hectic when they are gone. It's go, go, go. They're never alone. It's loud. There's a ton of people. So when they come home, it's like they they do need a minute to kind of just set their things down and and get back into their own swing. So I think just being able to try and see things from each other's perspective and hold space for their needs so that they can hold space for your needs is the most important thing, I think. It's very mature. Yes. <laughs> it took a lot of tough conversations to get there. So yeah, my husband's the same way where it's like, he loves what he does, but if he had known about all of these other elements 20, you know, 22 years ago or whatever, when they started touring, I don't know if he would have necessarily chosen it as a career path. Um, you know, you like, you want to do this thing that you love to do and you don't realize that there are these hidden costs. Um, so that's really great advice. You're very mature. <laughs> we <laughs> glad it sounds that way. <laughs> We're all working on it. Yep. What do you know to be true about yourself, the world, and the universe? I think the older I get, the more I realize that I don't really know as much as I think. And that nobody really does. You know, I think we touched on it a little bit earlier. So everyone's just kind of figuring it out as they go. And I think honestly, becoming a mom was probably my biggest perspective shift on that. Cause when you're little, you know, you look at your parents and you're like, Oh, they're adults. 
they've got it all figured out. They know everything, right? And then you become one yourself and you're like, oh, just kind of like, it's day to day. It's really touch mm-hmm. and go. Some days I feel like I have it together and some I don't. And and the more I'm realizing, it, my opinions change all the time on a lot of different things. So I think really the only constant is change and being open to that, being open to having your mind changed about something is really important. And uh, I don't know, just allowing yourself to continue to like grow as a person is really important and being too rigid. And these are the things that I know to be true. There are certain things, right, that won't, your your opinion is never gonna change on or that are facts, but I think change is, is much more common than, 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 you know, something staying the same forever. Yeah. Even hearing you say that, I feel like if it's like, if you can get to that place where you can embrace the truth that change is constant, but it can be so hard to not want to like really hold on to things. But even in like, you're, you know, talking about your twenties and things kind of changing and changing your career path and then being married to someone who's like coming and going. And, and I feel like that's, uh, it's like to be able to embody that lesson is seems really hard. And I don't think I'm there yet, but I feel like when I hear you say it, it's, it's encouraging because it sounds scary, but when you can embrace that it is <laughs> given, then you just can kind of let go of the control maybe. Or... And that's something I still struggle with big time. You know, we just starting out this interview, I think it was one of the first things we talked about was like, I don't do well with a lot of change all the time, <laughs> yeah. but I've become, um, I've become very aware that that I need to at least attempt to do that because things are changing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Life's going to happen whether you want it to or not. So, and recognizing that we're all kind of children. (laughs) Did you say the world? Do we have the world? Give us the world. Ooh, the world. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of lumped in with that. Right. Um, I think that you know, we're in this age of like social media where we have this really easy access to a lot of information and a lot of different opinions. And it can be incredibly overwhelming, but I think it's also really important to not live in kind of this echo chamber where you only talk to people that have your opinions and and share your viewpoints on life, whether you believe that, you know, people are right or wrong, or you agree with them or not. I think it's just important to be aware that there are so many different kinds of people in the world, you know, and uh, helps you become a more well-rounded person, I think, in the end. Oh, I just think that connects to your thing about like, what do we, re- what do we really know? We're the children <laughs> that could grew up. We have a lot to learn still. And the older you get, you are kind of like, the world is mercurial. For sure. And as a St. Pete native, I feel like it's a very specific microcosm. Yeah. You're exposed to a lot of different viewpoints and a lot of different people. And it was such a great place to grow up to kind of figure out how to be tolerant and accepting. You're so right. And this whole area, you know, Tampa Bay, Tampa Clearwater, um, St. Pete has experienced so much growth in the last, you know, 15 years or, or 20 years even. Um, so it's, it's kind of unrecognizable from when we were little, you know, but it has always been a, an incredibly tolerant place. Um, we've, you know, especially now there's a huge art scene and music yeah. scene and 
there's kind of some things for everybody. There's, you know, we have huge companies here. You're, you have like the big city, you have the beach, you have this little, you know, you have the little historic areas and, and it is really nice. It's, it's nice seeing all of those different walks of life. And it was cool sort of becoming an adult in the middle of all of that change. Like I, I bartended downtown for a really long time and, and kind of saw everything sprouting up around me. And now I feel like every time I go downtown, I'm like, I don't know any of these places anymore. It's just, it's all growing so fast, but it's really cool to watch. Between you, Julia and Erica, whose episode hasn't come out, we're like an advertisement for St. Petersburg. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a reunion. Yeah. That. Was reunion. yeah, you guys got to come down soon. Totally. Well, I don't know if we answered the universe. No, I don't think we did. We, I sorry know. to keep piling it oh. on you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was listening to the episode. Um, uh, who was it? Who was talking about how the universe is so creepy? Oh, was it? Was, was it, it Anne? Was it Anne? Yeah, it was, it was Anne. Anne. Yeah. And I was, I found myself in the car like, ah, I can't think about that for too long either. I have a hard time with that. I like movies about outer space and stuff, but man, it's just it's too big to think about sometimes. So I don't know. I don't think we know anything about the universe, to be honest. Oh my God. I love that. It's creepy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is really like, think about it. We're just kind of like floating around on this rock in space. It's a little, a little much. I have like a collapsed universe theory. I feel like it's all here and there. I don't know how to describe it, but like, it's all small and it's all tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. Think about cells, mm-hmm. pieces of a whole mm-hmm. a universe to itself. Yeah. But also the universe is, technically always changing right it's Mm -hmm. constantly expanding and growing and shifting which is really I don't right it's hard to even think about well this is a philosophy podcast Misha like stop it stop talking about it I mean (laughs) I don't know I mean I believe in aliens I don't think we have any idea what's out there for real and that's kind of um I don't know it's kind of promising and it's also very terrifying yeah. yeah, there's like a bajillion galaxies. Bajillion is a real number. And like we're in one tiny one that has a planet that's perfect for life. And it's like, how could there not be more? Unless it's really just like a simulation. Which is also a possibility I ponder. <laughs> yeah. You can believe all of them and they are all right. Yeah. Right. Because we don't really know anything. Yeah. Yeah. I took some real hippy-dippy epistemology classes in school that made me go, yeah. we don't know anything. Yeah, I love that. Sense perception, what's that? Mm-hmm. I would, in my like alternate life, I would want to be like a physicist, learn like string theory and like be able to understand it and stuff, multiple dimensions. And it seems like you'd be really good at that. I'm really that. good at it on Wikipedia. It counts. <laughs> Let's not say that. Let's validate that Wikipedia. (laughs) Okay, so these are these questions become much easier. Okay, and you did really good. Pass with flying (laughs) colors, but this one's a lot easier. What are this is the rapid fire? But we ended up taking longer on these than any other questions. I feel like. (laughs) What are you binge watching, reading, or listening to right now? So Christian and I stayed up till like one o'clock last night, finishing the second season of White Lotus, which was just Ooh. so good. Yeah. I love Jennifer Coolidge so much. So mm-hmm. I will watch anything that she's in. Um, but that was pretty nuts. So now I we do like one show at a time. 
spent like 30 minutes a day probably for that at the end of the day. Um, so now I have to find something else. Do you have any recommendations? I love his dark materials. Oh, okay. Adam and I are really into that. All right. I'm going to write that down mm-hmm. on my list. I was saying at the beginning of the uh, of the episode that I just started Grey's Anatomy, so I might not be your girl <laughs> for recommendations this week. <laughs> yeah, too. So. 18 seasons, apparently. So yeah. a lot to invest in. I'm I'm always late to these big series. I didn't watch Game of Thrones till it was like halfway through. Breaking Bad, I didn't watch till after that finished, like years later. I do that too. It's nice because then they're done. And then you can just like binge it all and know that you're coming to the end. And you know. yeah. What about reading, listening to any anything else recommend? I have not read a full book in years um I I would like to um but really it gets to the end of the day and we've got 30 minutes or an hour together Christian and I and I'm like I'm gonna talk so we'll just put something on tv but binge listening to I've been listening to your guys podcast a bunch um second to that is probably office ladies have you guys I love office Uh -uh. ladies I don't know that one it's so good and I've, I've probably watched The Office, you know, 10 times through. And so now I feel like I can relive it again through this podcast, which is great. Um, and as far as music, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Spirit Box. Oh, Spirit Box. love Spirit Box. So they were good. on the cruise with us a couple, uh, last year. Really? Yeah, so, so good. I'm going to write it down. She's awesome. So charismatic, such an entertainer, such an incredible voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, we love we love them. They came through town and played at Janice maybe six months ago, and Christian took me, and I was just like, oh. the whole time in the office, we're just a bunch of pop out of my head. I was like, this is amazing. It's been on ever oh, since. I love that. It's amazing when a band comes through and you feel like that enthusiasm and excitement of being like 20 and discovering new music. Mm-hmm. Cause I just feel like so jaded sometimes as an mm-hmm. adult. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. Always excited yeah. to find something that can break through the nineties playlist. And... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, nineties playlist, spirit box, jams. What would your theme song be? Funny enough, so I had I had to really think about this and I asked Christian because I was like, you're a music guy. What would my theme song be? Right now, it's probably Baby Shark, but I had to think <laughs> past like this year of my life. Mm-hmm. I uh, Anything Elvis or uh, I was going to say Alanis Morissette, which there's your mm-hmm. 90s. Yeah. Or Jimmy World, which I'll never, ever oh, stop listening to ever. Any yeah. Any of those three. I'm good. I'm set. That's oh, very I'm nice, set. like um, broad, but like solid, like triangle trifecta. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we can get a good read of who you are. Like from the. <laughs> and I like it. I like what I'm hearing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like what I know with music. It's kind of harder to sell mm-hmm. me on newer stuff. I'll re listen to the same things over and over and over and over to death. Yeah. Same. <laughs> preps you for parenting a two-year-old <laughs> yeah no joke um okay so last question one small thing or guilty pleasure that you look forward to when christian is gone a quiet house at the end of the day <laughs> i'm an only child so i really thrive in solitude um and i i even just i enjoy like 
the, the kids asleep and I'll sleep for two or three hours and just be happy as a clam, you know? Ooh, you say clean? Yeah. That's like your meditative kind of state situation. Yeah. Yeah. I love waking up to a clean house. So I try not to be too rigid about it because there are, trust me, plenty of nights where there are dishes in the sink or, you know, June's room is a, a total mess. But if I can help it, I'd love to go to the clean house. Yep. That inspires me. I'm, I'm not great at that because I, same with like, I'll have like 30 minutes and want to go to bed or like watch something or read. But it is, there is something to like having your space clean and organized, especially when you wake up first thing in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. We had a flood in the basement two days ago and had to like <gasps> clean it. A very intense situation. Um, <laughs> but as we're down there, Claude and I are like on our hands and knees scrubbing with bleach, like the ceiling, just everything. Ooh. I was like, is it, is it wrong that I really love this? Oh, <laughs> I, I find cleaning very exciting too. <laughs> Yes. It's good to see you again. It's been too long. I don't feel like it's been that long, but maybe it has. You know, I see Adam more frequently than I see you because I feel like, you know, mom life, we don't really get mm -hmm. to go out to all of the things. Crossing so I feel like I've and... kind of missed you every time. You know, I saw him in California a couple years ago or a year and a half ago, whenever that was. And I'm always like, where's Nisha? I'm always so excited mm -hmm. to see you. And we just never... I didn't go to when we were young. I know. Um, I'm sad about that. Yeah. I was so sad about it too. But I, I don't remember when the last time I saw you was. I was in St. Pete for a show. Oh. Do you remember that? No. It was like maybe five years ago. At that the place with the big tree in the center. Oh, Janice. okay. It's, yeah, it's Janice. Yeah. Yes. It was there. That's where I, I saw you. I don't know how long ago it was. If that was the last time. It might have been like Sylvie was born, actually. She it's coming back to me now. Yeah. So it must have been less than four years ago. Yeah. I was thinking about the first time I met you, actually, Misha, which was like right when Christian and I had first started dating. And I remember coming over to your house and I, I think it must have been Asa because Keaton was already a few years old. No, um, it was Keaton because he because Asa's only nine. And if it was 11 years ago, Keaton oh, was probably right. like two. Keaton was probably two. Oh, he was so little. Yeah, now he's like oh six feet gosh. tall. I know. You were doing your vintage clothing store, and I still have the sweater that you gave me. Oh, oh, I remember that. We went upstairs, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Maybe Asa. Maybe it was Asa. Maybe. Well, no. If it was eleven years ago, is that when it was? It might or? have been. It might have been a year or two into Christian and I being together. So maybe Asa was like a newborn. Yeah, and Eric and Dion were with us. And it, that was a fun trip. Yeah, we used to see each other a lot. I feel like I saw we got to be friends and then we got to see each other a lot. And then we all had kids and COVID and yeah, life, man. Never one time on the show have we ever talked about how you had a vintage clothing store. How did I not know this about you? Yeah, actually, I was looking I was um, I got a new computer. And so I was like putting photos on an external hard drive. And I saw the pictures and I was like, oh, that was so fun. Yeah, it was like for a year, maybe two. Um, and it was like the clothes were so fun. I actually, when we were talking about thrifting just earlier, I was thinking I should go to the thrift store. That would be fun. That's something that I love to do. And I don't get to do enough. And I'm about to start teaching, so I won't have time. So maybe I'll do that today. Treat yourself. Yeah. And I love buying secondhand because I'm always freaked out by the amount of things in the world. Fast fashion. 
fast fashion and just stuff. I, we were, this is a tangent, but we were in Florida. We were in Orlando for Disney and Universal. And so we were watching like regular TV in the hotel room, which we don't, you know, we have like just the streaming services. All the commercials were like a QVC episode. (laughs) And I was like, wow, there's so much stuff out there. Garbage. Garbage. Yes. What are you going to do? that note by second yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. get your grouchy woman painting with someone abandoned how could they do that i know who is she what's her story all questions that i i would love to know the answers to yeah she is inspiring me (laughs) you've got your own lady behind you in there yeah you do yeah Yeah. she has uh slugs on her face um so that's amazing Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't want to show you my office. I already feel like it's, are you guys, I know that, that Chandra's like, um, hates disorganization and I don't know how you are, Jen, you probably do too. And I'm like, don't look. Fine. I've got kind of the same thing going on behind me. Ooh. I think a little oh, bit of Christmas chaos is good. Pieces. Yeah. Yeah. If I move this way, there's like a Christmas tree. Yes. <laughs> I haven't taken any of my, my stuff down. I mean, I by the time this episode airs, I surely will have. Oh, oh special. Within that. arm's reach. Man. That is great. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll leave this one up in here. I took everything else down, but I'm like, you know, just a little bit of cheer would be. I thought about that where yeah. we, Adam and I work. There's like a little tree with pink dinosaur ornaments. And I'm like, that's like year round. Yep. That's yeah. a design choice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so we did pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for like devoting some time on your Saturday. I know it's it's hard. It's hard to find time. So we really no, appreciate I've, I've it. I've been so looking forward to it. Yeah, this was so fun. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, you brought the wisdom, the maturity, the life experiences. Awesome. All right. Take care. Have a good rest of your weekend. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. Be well. Bye. Bye.